This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins Rama Bible Training Center, Nigeria. So, number 11. 10, we said we have authority over demon spirits and not over human wills. 2 Corinthians 1.24. And we also said that people often lose their healing after receiving it because they weren't taught to stand against the devil when he tries to bring the symptoms back on them. So we need to know that. The devil is just like him. He's a thief. He will come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. So he'll try to devour you. He'll try to steal what you've got. But if he comes, you just tell him, no, you may want to try somewhere else, not here. Because I know my authority and I'm exercising it. Praise God. Well, 11. We're looking at 12 basic facts about the authority of the believer. Number 11. Now, this has to do with how to minister deliverance. How do I minister deliverance? How do I help somebody else? We know that according to Colossians 1.13, at our new birth, we were delivered from the authority of darkness and were translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. So we've got authority over the devil. All we need to do is to stand our ground on that. Believe it in your heart. Confess it with your mouth. And what's going to happen? You will experience it. You will experience it. Now, when you got born again, your spirit was delivered. And it was translated. A day is going to come when your physical body will be translated. It hasn't been. But your spirit has been translated. Amen. Your spirit has the life of God in it. But we still live in a world where the devil is God. Can a Christian have a demon? Well, a demon can't be in a Christian spirit. It's impossible. It will need to dispossess him of the Holy Spirit. And all of hell is not strong enough to do that. But a Christian can have a demon in their soul influencing their soul or influencing their body. When that's the case, what does he do? Does he have to go to a deliverance minister to help him? No. He can help himself by just standing his ground. I am delivered from the authority of darkness. I am translated into the kingdom of God's son. Satan, you have no authority over me. And what's going to happen? You will experience your deliverance. Real deliverance, really, is from anything that binds and it belongs to us in Christ. Sometimes they will make a big force over this deliverance thing. You know, some people see it as a money spinner. Yeah, just say I'm a prophet that I, my specialty is I do deliverance from family causes and I go to do, I will go to your village, the altar of your father's house, the altar of your mother's house, and then I ask, did your father do this? Did your mother do this? Did your grandfather have more than one wife? Did your great-grandfather, did he worship idol? Listen, this is black Africa. <laughs> if your father didn't, your, father, your father's father did. If your grandfather didn't, your great-grandfather did. This is black Africa. Now, some of the people that do those things are good people. They mean well. But we still have to put the word first. So I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just saying we go by God's word. Now, the thing is this. What about helping other people? Can other people be helped? Yes, they can. Can you minister deliverance to someone else? Can you break Satan's power over somebody else's life? You can. You see, only preachers that can. No, any believer can. 
Jesus said in Mark 16, 17, that these signs shall accompany the believing ones. So as a believer, you have authority over the devil and we can help other people. Now, how do we minister deliverance? Well, I'm going to talk about four ways we can. Number one, through the preaching of the word. Through the preaching of the word. Through the preaching of God's word. Preaching of the word. Preaching the word. In Luke 4, 18 and 19, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. Notice, to preach deliverance to the captives. So Jesus was a deliverance preacher. He was. He said, what does it mean to preach deliverance to the captives? That's what I've been doing for the past three days. Just telling the captives, listen, you have been delivered. That's a way of getting people delivered. Just to let them know deliverance is theirs because of the finished work of redemption. So that's a primary way of helping people. Just preach it to them. Let them know. Listen, the prison door is open. What are you still doing in jail? If you're born again, Satan doesn't have authority over you. You know, just preaching that. Preach deliverance to the captives. Preach deliverance to the captives. So the preaching of the word of God. Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy 4, 2, he said, preach the word. Don't preach tradition. Whole books have been written, you know, about how the devil works. Somebody will tell you that if you have a dream, and in the dream, if you eat in your dream, then they're trying to initiate you. If you have a dream and you see red, then this is what it means. If you have a dream and you're flying, then this is what it means. Where did they get that from? Where did they get that from? Peter had a vision, and it was from God, and it was to eat. Rise, Peter, kill and eat. He was saying not so, instead of him blessing and working. And God was trying to tell him that the gospel has now gone is to the Gentiles, for the whole world, for everybody, because Jesus has died and has been raised from the dead. And God's plan is not just for the Jews, it's for everybody. You see that? So that vision, kill and eat, wasn't from the devil. It was from God. Oh, I had a dream. In my dream, I saw myself in primary school. Ah, he's bad, old man. Have you heard that before? Let me tell you. Every time I have dreamt and I've seen myself in primary school or in secondary school, I got promoted. Every time. Every time. Without fail. So I like dreaming and seeing myself in primary school. You see, some of these things, where did we get them from? Who told us that? Who told us that? Where did we... Do you have chapter and verse for it? Some of these things are things we heard from the devil. You know, you're trying to cast the devil out of someone. And then the say, no, this is how we operate. Oh yeah, tell us, tell us. Who are the other people in your... So-and-so is in our group. So-and-so is in our group. Then you now say, your mother-in-law is now a witch. Because your house girl was manifesting, in quotes, and said she's a witch. Where did you get some of those things from? Now I know there are experiences, and there are legitimate experiences, but we don't build doctrine on experience. We build doctrine on the Word of God. Then we have experiences that are in line with the Word of God, and we interpret experiences in the light of the Word of God. But for God's sake, don't make it doctrine. 
Ah, in my dream, I saw blood. Yeah, God could be trying to remind you about the shed blood of Jesus. And the fact that we have redemption through his blood. You see, some people have more confidence in their dream than they do in the Bible. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. See, God's word is our weapon, is our primary weapon. With the word of God, we can push, pull down any stronghold. And what are those strongholds? They are reasonings. Like, for instance, if you dream and you're eating your food, it's bad omen. That's a stronghold. That's a stronghold. The moment you think that and believe that and talk that, then you'll experience it. That's a stronghold. That's a stronghold. God's word is to pull down such strongholds. Many times I've been traveling and then the devil said to me, I will kill you today. I said, what did you do? I said, yeah, go ahead if you can. I dare you. So you didn't bind and lose. See, many years ago, I saw in Psalm 91, verse 10, where the Bible says, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near their dwelling. 11 says, so he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. The Swedish translation says, there shall no accident overtake thee. Many years ago, I claimed it, that the longest day I live, I will never have an accident. And I will never have an accident. Amen. Is there anything wrong with praying when you want to travel? Nothing is wrong with it. But you don't have to. When I want to travel, I just say, Lord Jesus, holy angels, here we go. And that's it. Because I said it many years back. Since I said it then, it's still good now. Amen. Now, of course, I check my spirit. If I have a check, don't go. I won't go. If my tires are not good. You know, the Bible says, I shall not tempt the Lord thy God. You know, there's a difference between faith, foolishness, and presumption. Some things are just you being foolish. Do you understand? Yeah, I won't go traveling in the night except I must. Talking about by road, except I must. Supposing you have a flat tire in the middle of nowhere. Supposing the tire has a fault, the car has a fault. Those things could happen, even if it's brand new. Those things happen. But, you know, if you just have to, there's no choice. That's a different thing. But there's such a thing also as being careful, right? Yeah, Jesus took away our sins, not our brains. Are you listening? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying... Faith doesn't mean we are foolish now. Faith doesn't mean it's raining. The weather is cold. And then I remove... And I wear... I, I go with bare chest. I go out in the rain. I say, by his stripes I'm healed. I say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I don't need a weapon to be formed against me. I'm already forming myself against myself. That's not faith. That's stupidity. Are you listening? So I'm not saying we should do crazy things in the name of faith. No, that's not faith. Do you get my point? So, by preaching deliverance to the captives, that's method number one of ministering deliverance. Number two, by teaching the word of God. Teaching the word of God. Teaching the word of God. Like what we've been doing in the last few days. Teaching the word of God. I've known people oppressed by the devil. Their minds weren't right. They just sat under the teaching of God's word and they were set free. They were set free. 
Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So there's deliverance in that word. There's deliverance in that word. Sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. John 8, 31 and 32. Then said Jesus to those Jews who believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Amen. Romans 6, 17. But God be thanked that you are the servants of sin. But ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. 18 says, being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. How are they made free? By obeying from their hearts the form of doctrine, the teaching that was delivered to them. So the teaching of God's word sets free. Any kind of oppression, any kind of influence, demonic influence, anything, bad habits, anything, God's word will set free. God's word will destroy yokes. See, Isaiah 10, 27 says, And it shall come to pass in that day, that his burden shall be lifted from off thy shoulder, and his yoke from off thy neck. It says, And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So we know the anointing destroys the yoke. But we also know from 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21, that no prophecy of the scriptures of private interpretation, for holy men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The word of God is given by the Holy Ghost. It's anointed. It's anointed. It's the sword of the spirit. The sword of the recreated human spirit that it uses. It's also the sword of the Holy Spirit. The anointed one. Amen. Jesus. The word of God. So through the teaching of God's word. Through the teaching of God's word. Many times I found out that if someone is still in the place that you can get across to them, just teach them God's word. I'm going to preach in an assembly one time. The pastor talked to me about one person who was a member of that assembly who had a demon trouble. Obviously, it was a demon, demonic problem. The lady said, you know, I talked with her. It took her 45 minutes to tell me her problem. The pastor wanted me to minister to her. So I did. She said, as we were talking, she felt a single lady. She felt a ring in her ring finger in her hand. She could feel a bangle in her wrist. That there's this creature that appears to her and has carnal knowledge of her. And she wakes up the next morning and she can tell it in her body that such a thing happened. That's weird, right? That in seeking for help, she went somewhere and then they told her that there's a serpentine spirit involved and she should ask her mother. All this is what she told me. She went to meet her mom. Her mom said, well, when she was pregnant for her and heavy, then one day a snake came into the house. And the snake came just from nowhere and went on her tummy. Yeah, the snakes do that. That's what happened. And before they could get the snake, they couldn't find it. It disappeared or something. You know, that she had gone from deliverance house to deliverance minister to deliverance minister to deliverance minister. You know, pretty girl. Funny thing, nobody, no boy was looking at her side. No suitor. Good-looking lady. All right. When she finished talking about her problem, I listened intently. When she finished, I knew this was demon activity. I can get her free in a minute. All I need to do, I know my authority as a believer. 
Mark 16, 17, in my name, the believing ones will exercise authority over the devil. So, I could just have said, Satan, this is your work. Now stop it in Jesus' name. And that's it. Leave her alone. That's all. But I told myself, if I did that, she'll be free right now. But she may not stay free. Especially with all she had experienced and all she had heard and all she had been told. And the devil will camouflage it and try to put it back on her. And she could lose it. Said, I know what I'm going to do. I said, okay, just listen. And I started teaching her the word of God. You're a child of God. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. When you got born again, God the Father delivered you from the authority of darkness. He translated you into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Satan does not have dominion over you. You are complete in Him who is the head of all principalities and powers. Same thing I taught. In fact, I've done a better job teaching it. I've spent already, this is, I've spent 10 hours teaching it, right? I took just 40 minutes just explaining to her. Well, then I met her another time. I said, sit down, listen up. And I took another 40, 45 minutes just showing her from the word of God. By the next time I saw her, hmm, she didn't wait for me to start talking. She said, do you know what? Do you know that I'm actually delivered from the power of darkness? Do you know that Satan doesn't have authority over me? Say, so you know what? You see that ring thing? I don't feel anything like that anymore. See that thing in my wrist? I don't feel any of it anymore. Say, so you know what? That thing, it can't come back. It has stopped and it can't come back anymore. Because I know who I am in Christ. I said, now you are talking. She's happily married now. She's doing fine. What got the job done? Teaching. Just teaching her God's word. See, there are real people who have real problems. And they are looking for real solutions. But the good news is that there's help in Jesus. There's help in the word of God. 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 Just preach the gospel. Teach the word of God. Let them know what Jesus did. Amen. Then the third way, deliverance is administered. Now when I say teaching of God's word, you know, you could also teach them the word of God and then act on it yourself. There are times you might need to break the power of the devil over somebody's life. Just go ahead and do that. Say, but I don't feel anything. It has nothing to do with whether you feel anything or not. But I don't have a manifestation. Whether you have a manifestation or you don't have a manifestation, the word of God acted upon will produce results. If the person comes, tells you to help him, you can help him. Just use your authority. Use your authority in the name of Jesus. Now, be careful about reading some books. I don't watch horror films. I don't. Once I see, it says horror, no, I'm not watching. You can open the door to the devil through those things. The ear gate, the eye gate, the mouth gate. Be careful what you feed on, what you say, where you hang out. The kind of books you read. You know? Yeah. Feed on pornography, you could mess up your mind big time. Mess up your mind big, big, big time. And then a demon could come and assist you. You know, the way the Holy Ghost anoints people. Devil could come and anoint your flesh to do bad things. You don't want to get there. So don't give the devil room in your mind. Fill your heart and mind with God's word. Praise God. So first, preaching the word. Just preach deliverance. Tell the captives you don't have to be captive anymore. Jesus has paid the price. Second, through the teaching of God's word. Teaching the word of God and acting on it. Brother Hagin talked about one lady came from the asylum. Insane asylum. Wasn't straight in her mind. Well, they brought her to a meeting. He was teaching. Two weeks. Monday to Friday. Bible lessons. Ten Bible lessons. Said so the, uh, the first day, first Monday, someone came and sat her right in front. Why will they do that? 
Right in the middle of the teaching, she stood up. I want to drink a cup of water. I want to drink. She was talking incoherently, distracted the people a bit. Well, by the next day, they sat her at the back, and that was okay. She was still acting up some. But towards the head of, end, end of his teaching, suddenly she stopped moving around, and she just started following him with her eyes. Her mind wasn't right, of course. She was following him with her eyes. Just following him with her eyes. By the third day when she came, she came with a pencil and a piece of paper. She started making some notes. By the end of the tenth day, she wasn't only delivered completely, she was born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking. Perfectly set free. No trace of it. What did the job? The Word of God. The Word of God. See, there's power in God's Word. There's power in God's Word. Well, third method of ministering deliverance through manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Through manifestations of the Holy Ghost. Manifestations of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 7, it says, but to every one of us is, uh, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. It says in verse 8, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the working of gifts of healing, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another descending of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. 11 says, but all these work at that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Now, you see, there are things that are called gifts of the Spirit. You know, a better way to put them is to call them manifestations of the Spirit. Now, if you call them gifts, the Bible says the manifestation of the Spirit is given. So, in a sense, they are gifts. The Holy Ghost manifests himself, right? There are nine of them. We have an entire 12-hour class on that. So, I won't go into details on that, but I'll just mention this. Three of them reveal something. Three of them do something. Three of them say something. Among the power gifts, those that do something, there's one of them that's special faith. Special faith. Through a manifestation of special faith, demons can be cast out. Deliverance can be administered. Now, there are some times when you will not be able to help some people just by teaching them the word. What do I mean? If somebody, you can still reach the person, then you can teach him. But imagine somebody who is possessed. Now, most of some people will say that their housemaid is possessed. Your housemaid is not possessed. She may be yielding to wrong spirits, but that's not possession. If she was possessed, she would be violently insane. For somebody to be possessed means the person is taking over spirit, soul, and body. Some people are just yielded to wrong spirits. Some people, there's no evil spirit. It's just flesh. But yes, there are legitimate cases where people are influenced by evil spirits. Amen. Now, someone who is possessed now, who is taking over, violent, how are you going to teach him God's word? How are you going to teach her God's word? How are you going to use your authority? If I'm going to use my authority, there's a place of you giving me permission to help you. And I just say, all right, in the name of Jesus. But now, he can't give me permission. His mind is gone. His mind is gone. But you see, in cases like that, we are not without help. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the Holy Ghost. And if we will depend on him, he will show us what to do. And you see, praying much in other tongues has something to do with these manifestations. Special faith. You know. And when it comes to casting devils out like that, and there are some cases of sicknesses that it's a demon responsible for the condition. 
1953. Brother Higgins said he was in Tyler, Texas, ministering for this pastor in his church. She had a niece who had cancer, started from her left lung. It had now spread all over her body. She had just a limited time to live. He prayed for her. Tuesday, the first week, he laid hands on her, ministered her with a laying on of hands. She didn't exercise her faith in that power. She didn't receive. Friday, the first week, same thing. She didn't receive. She came the next week. Tuesday, didn't receive. Friday, the next week, didn't receive. So four times he had laid hands on her. They had ministered to her. You know, he didn't receive. Well, the third week, they were going to close the meeting after two weeks. But they just felt they had to take it another week. Well, the third week, Tuesday of that week, because in those meetings he ministered to the sick Tuesdays and Thursdays. So Tuesday, the third week, lady came on the line. As soon as he got to her on the line, suddenly he didn't see the crowd. He was enveloped, the, the crowd, he was enveloped in a cloud, God's glory. And then he saw a demon sticking out where the cancer started from her left lung. And then he told the demon, now what was that? That was the, a manifestation of descending of spirits. Descending of spirits is seeing and or hearing in the spirit realm. So why didn't he do it the first day? Well, he wasn't the one doing it. Manifestations of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of God wills. He's the one who controls it, not you. As a minister, yes, we can play our part, do our best, be in tune, but it's the Spirit of God. He's the one who controls those things. You see, if we were the ones doing it, we are going to be like little boys that play with their toys. We're going to mess things up. And God knows that. Amen. Well, he saw the thing and then he spoke to the demon, you're going to have to leave her alone. It said, well, but I don't want to. said, whether you want to or not, you're going to have to leave her alone. And you leave her alone now in the name of Jesus. said, he thought that thing, leave that lady's body and run out, shaking, all scared, left the place. Well, she went to the same cancer clinic she had been. Does that mean that cancer is always a demon? Not necessarily. There's no formula to demon activity. Anytime you say a case like it's a demon, it's not true. When do you know when it's a demon? The Spirit of God will let you know. If he doesn't tell you anything, well, just believe what he has already told us in the written word. Amen. If there's anything we need to know, we'll know by the inward witness. Or through a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. She went back to the same cancer clinic. They had these treatments that they did then. They were going to treat her. They said, hold on a little bit. Can you take one more x-ray? They said, there's no use. They said, I'm insisting. They took it. After they took it, they came and said... Can we take an x-ray again? Said, you are not going to pay. We will pay. They took it. Then they said, okay, can we take another one? We will pay. Then they said, can we take another one again? They took several. Then they called her. What happened? What happened? Then she told them the story. I was in this meeting. There was this preacher. He said he saw this. And then he did this. And then this happened. Then they said, listen, we can sign a written affidavit. Hmm? that you don't have cancer anymore. Whatever it was that preacher did, it worked. Your lungs are clear. We don't understand it. We can't explain it. It's gone. Amen. So you see, those things exist. Sometimes there are demons behind sicknesses. Amen. So, with the gift of special faith, you call it out. Amen. Through the word of knowledge, you can be made aware of the presence of the demon. The word of knowledge will just tell you of its presence. Amen. Or, and its kind. But with descending of spirits, you will actually see it or you will hear it. Like the madman of Gadara, Mark 5, 1 to 20. You know, those spirits besought Jesus. 
How did he hear them? That was through the sending of spirits. Amen. Now in Acts 16, from verse 16 to 18, we read about the lady that followed Paul and his company many days. She had a spirit of python, a spirit of divination. Well, why do I know it's a spirit of python? Look up that word divination in the Greek concordance. It says python. So it followed, she used it for soothsaying. She brought her masters much gain. Now, if it wasn't working, she wouldn't have been making money. So it was working. Now, what did she say about Paul? She said, these are the servants of the Most High God that do show us the way of salvation. Was it correct? Bullseye. Bullseye. Devil knows stuff. Heard of the fellow called Nostradamus. Nostradamus predicted things hundreds of years ahead of time. Predicted about the world wars. Talked about Hitler. Called him Hisla. And it was a crystal ball. Don't tell me that was the Holy Ghost. That wasn't Holy Ghost. You know, anytime someone starts predicting about Arsenal will win the match, man, you will win the match, that's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not a spirit of gambling. And how does that get somebody saved? I hear some of this so-called stuff sometimes and I'm just amused. Well, so, suddenly, after many days, the Bible says Paul grieved in the spirit, turned and said, come out of her. Obviously, he must have seen the spirit because he addressed the spirit. Why didn't he do it the first day? He had to wait until he was in the spirit. He had to wait until the Holy Ghost gave him the manifestation of descending of spirits or a word of knowledge. So through the word of knowledge, you are made aware of the presence of the demon and its kind. Or through the descending of spirits. Now, if it's the descending of spirits, you will actually see it and or hear it. But you see, with special faith, you will tell it to leave. And thank God the Holy Ghost manifests himself. Brother Higgins said the first time he had a case like this, lady had lost her mind. They brought her to the parsonage where he was pastoring then. Well, he called a few people who knew how to pray. As they were praying, and he was praying too, just seeking God. How do we help this lady? She had lost her mind. Completely gone. Incoherent. You couldn't talk to her. You couldn't relate with her. You couldn't get across to her. So he was seeking God. How do I help her? How do we help her? As they were all praying, suddenly he heard on the inside of him, go stand in front of her and say, come out of her, thou unclean spirit, in the name of Jesus. Well, he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He thought to himself, what if she jumps on me? You see, she, he had had some experiences as a kid with his mother when she lost her mind. He was a boy of five, six. Saw her attempting to kill herself. You know, so that had made an impression on, that, on his mind as a young boy. Of course, when he began to feed on his authority as a believer, the power of the name of Jesus, he got rid of all that. But at that time, he still had some issues with those things. Then the Lord said to him again, go stand in front of her and say, come out of her down, cling to the name of Jesus. Thought to himself, I don't think I want to do that. You know, but he noticed that as he continued to pray in tongues, it, it will come to him again. So he stopped praying in tongues. Now, his wife, some other women were there so that they don't think that he has slept off. He now started doing something like, Whoa, God! Anytime you see people who are doing all those things, sometimes they are not really with you. It's just activity. So he was just saying, Whoa! Just making noises. Stomping his feet so that they... They, they won't think he has slept off or he has gone somewhere or he's thinking of something else. But really, he wasn't there. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 
0810016394 or 0807657613